queremos. The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. I have to remember how to do this. It's been a while. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and uh, people who are finally back from their summer vacation. We're back. Ma- mainly me and the Kaiser here. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we have a whole bunch of news, and Pedro has some back-to-school USB-type gear to yeah. uh, inspect and share his thoughts uh, with us about. Absolutely. And I have a hopefully helpful hint about a couple of new email scams to watch out for. They're Ooh. probably not new email scams just because nothing's ever new, but they've come back around. It might be new to you. Yes. So, and, you and uh, tell your friends uh, to, to be afraid. We're so, back. We're back. It was two weeks of uh, summer fun. It's, I, not, it's like we never left. I know. We're back in, back in the, the chairs and yeah. you're, you know, doing what you do. And uh, you, you had, I think, a little beach time. I'm, I'm I had thinking. a lot of beach time. Beach time. I haven't had beach time in a very long time. I used it. I tried to squeeze out as much sunshine and ray vitamin D absorption as possible. And and did, did you... Think that you got enough, or no? Or do you still need more? Definitely okay. not. I didn't. I definitely need more. Yeah. Well, I did an eleven-day road trip to Minnesota to the nice. famous Minnesota State Fair, where yeah. if it can fit on a stick and you can fry it, they will serve it for you there on the the fairgrounds. Nothing better than deep fried butter. I saw grilled chocolate sandwiches offered. Wow. I saw uh, well cheese curds. You know, any oh, dairy-based state is going to have fried cheese curds with the ranch uh, dressing sauce that you yeah. can dip them in. It's the there breakfast were, of champions. Yes, I actually sampled some uh, corn and blue cheese. Fritters, which were very tasty, nice. some fried pierogi. Can I admit something to you? Embarrassingly enough, I really don't know what a curd is. I'm assuming it's like a mozzarella stick. It's basically, yeah, it, it, it's sort of parallel with mozzarella. Oh, okay. When you there fry them, you can't tell a the difference. They're, they're oh, a little more, I think, uh, uh, like mozzarella has had a little more processing done to yes, it. Yes, um, this is a little more raw. Yes, and, and, pe- and people maybe. will eat them raw too. You can get them, you know, sort of chilled, uh, which are a little rubbery for me. I like the fried ones because they're melty. Minnesota State Fair is also the one where, in order to honor the ladies who have been chosen as the princesses and queens of the fair, right. they carve their likenesses in these giant blocks of butter. And I think there's this woman who's been doing this butter carving for years and wow. years. But you go into the dairy barn where they have all of the uh, cow-themed mm-hmm. exhibits and whatnot, and you go to the back, and there is this giant rotating chilled case of frozen butter heads just rotating around. They have the pictures of the ladies that you can see how well the likeness was uh, to the photo. You know, I love county fairs. I love state fairs. I love the whole, everything about them, the rides that you know you're going to probably die on because it's going to buckle under you. The yeah, whole that nine yards, slip, yeah. That whole vibe. But I would think that seeing a bunch of butterheads on a on a on a plinth yes. would probably scare the crap out of me. It was a little if you're not used to it. Like I I've seen, I grew up in the Midwest, so I've seen this sort of thing. Right, but right. they they kind of had these those hollow vacant eyes of like Roman statues. <laughs> They're following except it's carved in yeah. butter. Yeah. Wow. But it is something to see. And then while you're in the dairy barn, you of course get a delicious ice cream cone or of milkshake course, because hello dairy barn. Hello. So so it was a good time. Uh, you better not be of, lactose intolerant. Yeah, out there, it's, man. it's not a good place for that. Uh, or uh, grease intolerant because of the the fried you know, pronto pups exactly. and bags of mini donuts. And for $16, you can get a bucket of hot chocolate chip cookies. Nice. Nice. A bucket, not a yes, bag. Yes, a, a bucket of cookies. A bucket of cookies. See, 
Yeah, I sweet mean, Martha. So. I, I have never felt more American than I do right now. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a wonderful, uh, you know, and maybe you don't go over here. Maybe you just go to sort you of pace yourself. Observe. You pace yourself. I feel like singing the national anthem. I feel so patriotic right really? now. Really? Have really. a corn dog with you? Yes, you do. Uh, yeah, of course. Of course. Yes. But, Very uh, American. But in the meantime, we should probably do some news because we haven't done any uh, news in two weeks. By the way, I watched uh, Game of Thrones, so if anyone wants to spoil stuff, go right ahead. <laughs> yes, it's too late to spoil It's too now. late to spoil. I'm going to spoil, actually. Yeah, yeah all right. So, so you have some. Game of Thrones spoilers. All right, there was some tech stuff going on, right? Uh, yeah, I, there, there I were a few things. Uh, in in the Apple's going to do a thing. We'll talk about Apple in a minute, but let's yeah. uh, let's kind of go back to the sort of pervading online concern. Uh, Russia maybe doing some things online to the U.S. Uh, Facebook's chief security officer Alex Stamos, who I think used to be at Yahoo before he got out, wasn't uh, he on a uh, Full House? Uh, it was his brother, John. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. And we don't know. We don't know if his brother. Okay, never mind. But anyway, Facebook's chief security officer reports that the company recently discovered about $100,000 in uh, advertisement spending that went on from June of 2015 to May of, uh, I think, uh, 2016, uh, connected uh, with about 470 fake accounts uh, and pages based in Russia. Now, what was going on (gasps) Uh, at that time? I I think I know this. I got this one. Mm -hmm. Alex, I know this one. What was it? What is Russian collusion? Uh, yes, uh, Russian interference in, in the, the election, uh, election right? by jacking go. up social yes. media. Dun-dun. Oh, I can't sing the whole thing. I guess they looked at the books there yeah. and said, hmm, for this period of time, uh, there were some ads that, that were being purchased uh, by accounts that didn't seem to be legitimate. Uh, now, and so Facebook, uh, Mr. Stamos did this whole blog post, said the ads and accounts appeared to focus on amplifying divisive social and political messages across the ideological spectrum, touching on topics from LGBT matters to race issues to immigration to gun rights. All of things guaranteed to send somebody through the roof. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. The somebody, yeah. So, so they sort of spread out the, the different uh, issues there. Mr. Stamos continued on, we have shared our findings with U.S. authorities investigating these issues, and we will continue to work with them as necessary. Now, the Washington Did they cash the check? I, I think they probably did. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, sure they the Washington did. Post reports that uh, some of this Facebook advertising was linked to a pro Kremlin company in Russia, and the Facebook representatives uh, shared this info with congressional investigators. Mm. So. So they were doing something. I think that's been pretty well established. Uh, The German elections are this month. I hope Germany is. uh, Yeah, let's hope. Of course, they got tighter rules for for online uh, speech for divisive topics, too. So so we'll see uh, how that plays out. Now, in lighter news from the Facebook world, the company is trying to get its users to look at Facebook stories in its main mobile app, but they don't seem to be getting a lot of traction. I think people just go in there to. Look at political posting at Matt or something. Mm-hmm. But to help the cause, Facebook is testing a feature over on one of its other big social media properties, uh, Instagram. Maybe heard of that one? Instagram. Yes, uh, where those users can share their Instagram story posts uh, to Facebook directly as well. So oh. perhaps Facebook is hoping the youngs will inspire the Facebook fogies to get into doing their own stories right there on Facebook. And then they spend more time on Facebook and never leave the site. And- Facebook, I hate to break it to you, but the youngs have moved on. Yes, the Youngs have... They have moved on. They're, they're, well, they went to Snap, and there's something beyond Snap There's got to be something beyond Snap. I, I don't even know. I'm so old, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, in more evidence uh, of its efforts to get people to never, ever leave its service, Facebook has also reportedly offered millions of dollars to the major music labels so that its users can legally include copyrighted songs in their home videos. Under the current law, rights holders uh, have to ask Facebook to take down videos that have copyright infringing soundtracks. Right, uh, right, right. Because that that would be illegal, a of violation course. of the, the copyright holder. Yes, uh, but indeed. Facebook is trying to just give these uh, music 
label's money, saying, okay, yeah, they wanted to use this song in their video for their vacation, but here's mm-hmm. some money, so don't sue. Yeah, because it would uh, ruin the experience that, you know, somebody works really hard, they have yeah. this perfect song, you go on there, and then it's pulled down because yeah. of some rights Yeah, and Facebook violation. spends a lot of time knocking down people's yeah. videos. And it harshes my mellow as a user. I know, you cannot put your Blues Brothers soundtrack up there because exactly. you get busted. So. Exactly. But also in music rights news, Apple has reached a deal with the Warner Music Group, which is the first agreement since uh, the Apple Music streaming service, I think, uh, went live a couple of years back. Right. The deal is for tracks to be made available both in the iTunes Store and the Apple Music streaming service. And with streaming becoming the dominant form of music distribution these days, tech companies and music rights holders are working out, I guess, what you would call new frameworks for how to share proceeds from on-demand streaming, because this is kind of a brave new world. Those who own the copyrights are said to be willing to accept slightly smaller shares of the sales from streaming services as long as those services continue to sign up paying subscribers at a high rate. So they're going for the volume Mm -hmm. uh, thing here. However, uh, songwriters and recording artists probably aren't seeing a lot of coin from this. I don't think they were anyway with streaming. If you ever read Roseanne Cash's Facebook page, my father-in-law is a songwriter. I think, you know, probably got like a $4 check for Uh, some rights. a lot of musicians who are not making anything. Yes. So so probably not good for them, at least compared to the good old days of CDs and other physical media. Right. And Apple is said to be looking for a deal from Sony next. So... Hmm. So try, trying to get all the music rights there. Interesting. Uh, oh, and uh, yes, it is September, and Apple is holding an event to unveil its new iPhone and other goodies it hopes she'll buy this holiday season. I'm hearing $1,200 phone. Uh, yeah, ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Yep. Uh, the event is Tuesday, September the 12th, so plan accordingly yes. if you care. Um, exactly, yeah. Yes, uh, for those on the Android side of the fence, Samsung's Galaxy Note 8, uh, the successor to the model that uh, literally set people's pants on fire (laughs) with overheating batteries. Literally. Yes, uh, is rolling out next week uh, for the fall fashion tech, you know, got to have all the runway uh, sexy phone models out there. With blazing pants. Yes, uh, well, I guess they're trying to, you know, cut down on the the fiery pants here. but it's, it's coming out for reviews now, and so the tech publications are starting to look at it, and it's getting really good reviews for its incredibly handsome screen and zippy dual-lens camera system. Zippy and handsome. Yes, uh, but the $950 price tag and maybe not ready for primetime Bixby Assistant uh, is said to be kind of the downsides to the new device. But they say that the, the screen is just amazing. Like, this could be like a tiny HDTV wow. in your hand. That's all right. Apple's going to roll out a $1,200 phone. So yeah, so, it's so they're, be yeah, a, they're, it's, it's a bargain. Yeah, the, we're just escalating the price That's wars right. here. Now, Amazon, always looking to expand the empire in whichever way it can, <laughs> uh, wants to build a second headquarters in North America to complement its Seattle main office. Really? The Uber Mega Everything store is asking cities to submit their proposals for why Amazon should build its HQ2 there. Uh, an office that's expected to bring 50,000 jobs and $5 billion in construction to that lucky location. Hunts Point in the Bronx. There, there you, go. you go. You know, That's it. Bringing the Bronx Right back. next to the fish market. It's so easy to get to there, too. Absolutely. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Jobs, jobs, jobs. So, so they're uh, asking for proposals there. Uh, if you are an urban mayor or on the city council in charge of bringing new jobs to your area, Amazon's request for proposals gives a deadline of October 17th uh, with a site selection and announcement slated for 2018. So tell your buds over in Hunts Point mm-hmm. to get their proposals. There we uh, go. Rather okay. there, you know, yeah. get, get some Amazon. And then it could be totally West Coast, totally East Coast. Nice, nice. A Tupac Biggie thing. I, I like I, it. I think I like that, yes. Like so, so here's hoping. Now, when you hear the name John Deere, uh, many people think of big green and yellow tractors, tractors. plowing the fields. Exactly. Uh, but that company is adding more tech to its farming 
John Deere recently paid $305 million with an M dollars for a company called Blue River Technology, which makes crop spraying equipment that uses machine learning to only spray herbicides where weeds are visually detected. Thus, you know, saving uh, money and making the process cheaper and more efficient, that kind of thing. Okay. According to Fortune.com, Blue River Technology is also working on a lettuce bot for, quote, precision lettuce thinning, end quote. I don't even know what that is. I, I think it probably has something, uh, you know, tr- trimming the lettuce down so it doesn't something get unruly. Something in a salad? Um, a salad well, I think it, it's still in in the ground there. Oh, okay, uh, gotcha. The lettuce gets overrun. There you go. And uh, also, uh, brace yourself, a drone imaging system that collects data from the fields below. A, f- a farmer bot drone. It. There we go. There we go. You I was know, waiting for it. You know, drones are everywhere. Drones are everywhere. We just have to be aware of where they're at. Uh, you know what? I don't think I would want a drone to make my salad. Really, you don't want. I don't a, think I don't a, want a drone tossing my salad. A drone I in the lettuce spot getting in. Don't. I don't think anyone wants a drone tossing no, their salad. No, no, I don't. I yes. don't. So, um, clean tag. <laughs> yes, it's clean tag. We were purely talking. Purely about talking about lunch. food yes. ingestion. Yes. Thank so, you. Uh, all right. So, so no, no drones for you. No. no still. No. Now we've heard of dog whistles, uh, devices that make a noise at a sound frequency that human ears can't perceive, but canines and other animals can hear. Right. But it seems some of our favorite voice assistants may be susceptible as well, and that will certainly perk up the ears of hackers. As <laughs> oh, fast- time out. Yeah. You're going to tell me that Alexa, if I, if someone blows a whistle, my Alexa will give all my information to somebody else. And that's basically what I'm going to tell oh, you. Oh, jeez. Now, according to Fast Company, a uh, research team from Zhejiang University has come up with a technique called dolphin attack. Now, in this approach, the researchers translated typical voice commands into ultrasonic frequencies that are too high for the human ear to hear, but are perfectly decipherable by the microphones and software underlying our very uh, friendly Oizon voice assistants. <sighs> now, uh, this uh, translation process lets them take control of gadgets with just a few words uh, uttered in frequencies that none of us can hear. In the experiments, the team showed it was possible to force a MacBook or a Nexus 7 to open a malicious website or to order an Amazon Echo to uh, open a back door and not the one on your house, or even redirect the navigation system on an Audi Q3. Uh, The team reported its findings in a paper just accepted to the ACM Conference on Computer and Communication Security, and to top it all off, the hack was possible with about $3 worth of audio hardware, including a small speaker and amplifier. See, that $3 part was just you being mean. I know. It's, that was just mean. You know, audio hacks on the cheap. Oh. Uh, but the team did find that the big players, Alexa, Siri, and Google Assistant, were vulnerable in this. Uh, I don't know if these findings are going to prompt the uh, makers of such software to step it up and maybe close this giant audio hole mm. in there. Software. So freaking's back. Basically, yeah. It's, it's all about the blue box. Wow. You know, this is a modern day era of that. Wow. I feel almost nostalgic yeah. and terrified at the same time. Yeah. And, and they're saying, well, if the companies wanted to, maybe they could program these assistants saying, hey, Alexa, don't respond to commands in any frequency that's outside of the set range. Mm. That's probably the fix there. Right. But uh, this is some really kind of, you know, around the world thinking here. Yes, it is. Researchers. Yes, it is. Thank uh, you. Not, not to make you nervous. No. no but, no, you know, not. you keep an eye on what Alexa's doing there. Uh, I am indeed, like a hawk. YouTube just announced an update to its live content feature for its members, including better real-time interaction uh, between uh, the person who's doing the live streaming and those watching, uh, along with new chat moderation tools. So people mm. who have their own YouTube channels who want to get a lot of feedback uh, can do that more easily now. Right, right. 
Several technology companies are speaking out against the president's recent decision to end the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, yes. known as DACA. Uh-huh. Microsoft is one of them, uh, and a post on the company's current affairs blog was really kind of vocal about this. The post starts out, Urgent DACA legislation is both an economic imperative and a humanitarian necessity. We are deeply disappointed by the administration's decision today to rescind protection under the program for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. As we said last week, we believe this is a big step back for our entire country. Um, and they go on from there. Like Microsoft is – and I think a lot of the tech companies who – Apple is definitely heavily yeah, invested too. Yeah, have, uh, have very strong opinions about this because that affects their workforce. And oh, yeah. America. Uh, so so they're, um, they're speaking out. We'll have a link to the Microsoft post on our show page. Now, another legal news, uh, computer maker Lenovo settled with the Federal Trade Commission over charges by the FTC and 32 state attorneys general that uh, pre-installed software on those Lenovo machines put customer security at risk in order to serve up advertisements. Oopsie. In its complaint, the FTC charged that uh, beginning in August 2014, Lenovo began selling consumer laptops in the United States that came with a uh, pre-installed man-in-the-middle software program called Visual Discovery mm-hmm. that interfered with how a user's browser interacted with websites and in that uh, process uh, made some big, giant security holes. Oopsie. Yeah, so uh, so they uh, they fessed up to that. and uh, This is why I always wipe the slate clean and install a fresh copy of yes. the operating system. None of that, that bloatware for you. Nothing. None yeah. of it. None of it. Because you don't know what it's doing. You and don't. You have no idea. Yeah. And the FTC had to step in here. Yep. And finally. And finally. It looks like someone found something to do with the Apple Watch. <laughs> uh, okay. And uh, the Major League Baseball world was up in arms this week when it was discovered that the Boston Red Sox were using the pricey timepieces to steal Yankee catcher signals. Oh, uh, surely you saw this as a baseball course. Uh, fan. Of course. As, and a Red Sox hater. Yes. Yes. Uh, this is a long-time... East Coast rivalry. Of course, of course. Uh, As the New York Times reports, the Yankees, who had long been suspicious of the Red Sox stealing catcher signs in Fenway Park, made a video, and they contended the video showed a member of the Red Sox training staff looking at his Apple Watch in the dugout. The trainer then relayed a message to other players in the dugout, who in turn would signal teammates on the field about the type of pitch that was about to be thrown. This is according to people familiar with the case. Right. Uh, the Red Sox then went tent for tat and filed their own complaint against the Yankees, claiming the team used a camera from its Yes television network uh, exclusively to steal signs during games there. Yankees denied that charge. Um, but the cheating between Boston and New York, too, there was a the whole thing with the Patriots yep, and yep. Uh, the Jets. Pats. A few years back. Yeah. Um, not not a lot of love between these cities nope. on the sports front. On the sports uh, front, definitely not. Yeah. So, uh, Boston's a lovely city. I love Boston. Yes. It, it, it's but a, I don't like their sports teams. Yes. Uh, it's, so, but but Apple Watch is getting some. Yeah, uh, there you go. Maybe this is going to. Um, do sales and, and you know, with the new Apple announcement coming out next right. week. You never know. Apple Watch, the official timepiece <laughs> yes, of the, official the Boston Red Sox. Yes. There you go. So uh, that is about it for the news. For anyone who would like to know more about all the stories that we yapped on about here, uh, you can find those links at poptechjam.com. Up next, Al Kaiser has some gear in the house. You know what? I have two young kids. Yes. And obviously they're getting older by the second. Yes. As we all are. That happens, yes. But I've never gotten past that kind of back to school, like anxiety. Like 
like, the new Trapper Keeper and the yeah, fresh jeans you know, and the, all like, this is triggering stuff. Does that sound to you? You get that weird feeling like, ooh, I should get new stuff. I yeah. should get this. I should get new clothes, yeah. little anxiety, little butterflies, the yeah. whole nine yards. Happens to me every every post-Labor Day. Yes, even if you're every not the time. one going to school. Even if I'm not the one going to school. And then I started thinking, well, if I was going back to school, first thing I'd obviously get is a new laptop. Yeah. You always need a new laptop or at least a refresh on what you've got. And as you all know out there in podcast land, most laptops nowadays just have that little USB-C port. Yes. They are wafer thin, but you have no ports. Exactly. You've got no ports. None. So obviously you can go the dongle route or you can get a dock which is what I've decided to do. Really? You have gone dock over dongle? I have gone dock over dongle many times, actually, but that's a different story. Yes. Um, Yes, I have gone dock over dongle. Well, technically, I've gone dock over dongle and hub over dongle. Oh. So, you know, there's a subtle difference you're just not having the dongle live. I'm not. You know this. I hate dongles. I hate having to carry four extra pieces of gear. And then they break. Exactly. You lose them. I'm the one. I lose them 100% of the time. Guaranteed. I have a stack of those stupid dongles for the U, for the iPhone 7 uh-huh. because I've lost like 12 of them already. Yeah. I should buy them in bulk. You need the bandolier of dongles. I need wholesale. Yes, I need the bandolier. Anyway, what I'm going to talk to you about are USB docks and a USB hub. Now, I'm not actually doing a review. What, I'm, what I want to talk about is the advantage of having one possibly over the other. Yes. All right. So this is more of a conceptual direction. discussion. Exactly. About, this does this and this does this and which do you want and how do you want to use it? You're familiar with the company OWC. Yes. Which is... Other World Computing. Other right? World Computing, MaxSales.com. And what I like about that outfit is that it's a company that focuses on what the Mac world doesn't have in terms of like practical gear. They fill those gaps. They fill those gaps. Exactly. They were first out of the box with like usable and, and relatively inexpensive SSDs. Yes. And memory. You know, memory was a big deal. You wanted to get pack your Mac Pro with as much memory as possible, as much RAM as possible. You know, you could either spend your life savings or you can go to OWC. Yeah, they make a very nice SSD on a USB stick for Absolutely. that too, if you need external storage and a lot of it. Boom, exactly. They hard drives. You know, it's not the, I mean, excluding what I'm going to talk about now because the design is actually really nice. Some of the stuff is really functionally designed, but it works. It does what you, what you need it you to need do. You need space, they give you space. Boom, exactly right. So... They sent over a USB dock, what they call a USB-C dock. Yes. And you can get it in different, you know, like outfits. I'll put a picture on it on the, on the, on the website on poptechjam.com. It's about the size of a pencil case one might have in their back-to-school backpack. Exactly. Now you got it. Now you yes. got it. This is exactly what I was thinking myself. This is their USB. Take a look at that, J.D., yeah, ooh, shiny black obsidian. Shiny, right, and it, it you know, you With can get it. aluminum rim. Exactly, oh. and it matches the new MacBooks. And look at those ports. There are more ports than a Spanish seaside. <laughs> Ten of them. Yes. Ten ports, USB-C. You've got uh, some high-power charging ports on there. You've, You've got, got Ethernet. Nobody has Ethernet exactly. anymore. Exactly. Nobody has Ethernet anymore, but that has Ethernet. It also has an audio input and output as part of its uh, feature set. And an SD card. That's nice, too. SD card was the one that really sealed the deal for me because, yeah. as you know, being in the audio business, I have to carry, and in the video business, you have to carry a bunch of SD cards. You pop this into your, uh, you connect this to your laptop or to your PC, which is exactly the way I do it. And I'll talk about that more in a second. But this thing has five USB ports, okay? Whoa. Including a type USB C. Like actual flat, real exactly. USB ports, yeah. Uh, USB 3, obviously. It can charge your laptop. 
Yeah, yeah. Which was actually a feature I didn't realize until I was using it and realized, why is my laptop? It's charged. Wow, this is cool. It's got a front-facing SD card, as we just discussed, and it's color-matched to whatever laptop you might have. So if it's space gray, you get the space gray version. If it's, uh, was it rose gold, you get yeah. a rose gold version, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So color-coordinated. Color-coordinated. The thing I especially like about this is not only the fact that it, I don't need dongles. Yes. But that it is both functional on a laptop and on a desktop. Oh, very nice. And for the de- and to be blunt, this, this particular dock makes more sense for me on a desktop. Because it is powered, it's a beefy piece of gear, but it's form factor, I mean, you know, you really have to have desk space when yeah. you're on the go to use this with a laptop. It works fantastically well on a laptop because I've used it. But I think personally to get the most bang for your buck out of this thing is to have it on your desktop space connected to a monitor. It's got a mini display port uh-huh. connector on there. One slight quibble. I wish it had an HDMI and make it easier. But, you know, you get an adapter. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Granted, it's a dongle, but I'll, I'll yeah, forgive that one. one. Yeah, I'll yeah. go one dongle at least. But it makes more sense because what you can do is if you have this on a workstation, this USB dock on a workstation, you bring your laptop, boom, you plug in to the dock. You have it stationary. You don't have to carry it around with you. You've got your monitor, boom, you've got a multimedia workstation built right in. Wow, so it just takes care of everything right there. Takes care of everything. Now, that's not to say that this Anchor, which is an Anchor USB, what they call the USB Ethernet hub. It looks like a tiny power strip. Exactly. It is. That's exactly what it is. But instead of having your outlets on here, it's got three USB, three ports built in. All right. So the convenience factor is you take this Anchor USB hub, you plug it into your USB port. It is non-powered as opposed to the USB dock from OWC. All right. So it's going to draw some from your USB bus. Exactly. It's going to draw from your USB bus. And it is the point of this mostly is it ha- it's an Ethernet port that uh, happens to have USB 3.0 on it. Nobody has Ethernet anymore on their machines. Exactly. And that actually is something you really need to consider when you're tr- trying to factor in what you should buy. Because if your focus is on having a stable USB 3.0 connection, something that you can connect a drive to, that you're going to edit off of if you're doing multimedia, having your powered USB might be a better option because I did find as I'm using this particular hub that when I have USB drives connected to it, I will get occasional drop-offs. Yeah. Or it will just magically disconnect and reconnect on its own, which if you're doing something mission critical could be a problem. You want stable gear for that. You definitely want stable gear. The Ethernet port, rock solid, no problems whatsoever. Same with the OWC. All right. Now, the difference, though, is that obviously this, depending on how much gear you connect, and I'm talking about the Anchor, the Anchor tiny, yes, and it's tiny. Three it's like, USB gadgets and an Ethernet. It's going to draw. It's going to drain your battery like crazy. Wow. So that is the biggest concern for me, especially nowadays, especially since I'm doing video, especially since I'm doing audio. Draining my battery not necessarily the biggest deal. So what I've decided with both pieces of gear, you take the Anchor. When you're out there just doing regular stuff. Yeah. Maybe or you if you're plugged in with a laptop. If you're plugged in and you want to just, you know, can yeah. check your email, you don't want to use Wi-Fi, whatever. Use that. You want to, you know, maybe plug in a, uh, you know, a thumb drive or something like that. The anchor is usable. But in terms of 
if you really want to do mission critical work and you want something that is rock solid, fast, meets all the highest standard ports, this OWC is, is the way to go. Yeah, and it seems like that's kind of one-stop shopping. Right it there. is. It's absolutely one-stop shopping. The problem, though, is if you're on a budget, and as most kids going to college are mm-hmm. these days, you're definitely on a budget. Yes. Just keep in mind the OWC USB-C dock is $180. All right. An investment. An investment, but is a solid investment. The Anchor Ethernet hub is anywhere from $20 to $30. All right. So Anchor, again, has its limitations as a non-powered device. Just keep that in mind. But the price tag is uh, appealing. Exactly. The price tag is appealing. So back to school USB docks. Yes. And you will put links to these products on our uh, page so people can see them for themselves. I absolutely will. All right. Uh, Well, thank you very much. I feel like I want to go back to school and I hate a school. Um, (laughs) But you always got new stuff. We'll be back after this little interstitial piece of music, and I'm going to talk about a couple of new scams uh, that are uh, rearing their ugly heads again. Scams. Well, as you pointed out in the last segment, uh, summer's over. Summer's We're all definitely over. headed back. Uh, but scammers never really take vacation. They don't. They never uh, take a They break. are just 24-7, 365, trying to figure out ways to take your money. It's nonstop. Yes. And uh, I've noticed two con jobs that have gotten new steam in the past month or so. Okay. You know, kind of the dwindling days of August. Um, uh-huh. uh, first off, if you get an email from Dropbox asking you to verify your new Dropbox account that you never signed up for, um, don't click on any links in that message. This, this may be obvious advice, but some people are like, oh, you know, I didn't sign up for this. Someone's hacked my account. Let me click this verify link oh, and say that I didn't gotcha. do it. You know, that's funny you say that because the first thing I thought of, if I don't have it, why would I care? But boom, yeah. If you yeah, so you some people get a little, scam, uh, they yeah. worry about the email hacks. And many people know now to look at the return address of that suspicious email, just open up the header, take a look. You can see clearly if it's coming from someplace that's not the legit site. Mm -hmm. In this new scam, you actually see Dropbox's legit uh, no-reply at dropbox.com. Whoa. So they put that in there to kind of allay fears, but the payload is down under the graphical verify my email button. So you may not uh, see that link. Obvious, it's either a link or it's a big blue button if you've got HTML mail. Sneaky. Yes. So if you sort of get in a panic that maybe your account has been jacked and you click that just to try to get a hold of Dropbox and say, no, no, this wasn't me. Don't let them take my money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're actually led to a different site. So, or a, a virus could download. Wow. I think they, there have been a number of uh, reports on the security blogs of what just happens. Like some people are putting the Lockheed ransomware under there and links to that. Some people wow. are just taking you to, to a phishing site and asking you, oh, you're missing a font here. Please download this for your Google Chrome. And oh, okay. So all of this is just designed to lure you into a bad neighborhood on the internet where wow. they try to rip you off. Wow. So beware of the Dropbox verify my email scam. So it's like the East Village in the 70s. Yeah, precisely, yeah. Okay, uh, with, with worse music. Yeah, you go. The other one that I noticed going around, and this one has, has I think, been around for at least a year, but it, it surfaces uh, every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Facebook, as you know, is a free site. They it is. have some help pages and some guides for people who need assistance with things. But a lot of people get really panicky. They're used to the paradigm of telephone support because they have it with Microsoft or whatever. Right, right. And so they'll get frustrated with something in Facebook and they'll look on Facebook and, hey, I can't find their their free helpline. Let me look on the web. And so they'll do a web search and they'll get all these numbers for Facebook telephone support. Oh. 
And the thing, that sounds all well and good, but the problem here is that Facebook does not offer telephone support. They don't. Facebook is all about you figure it out on the web and talk to the community forums, but Mm -hmm. we do not have operators standing by. A lot of people don't know this, though, and they call these numbers, and all of a sudden they're connected with somebody, you know, who's Steve or Adam. Oh, yes, I can see here on our uh, diagnostic panel that your account is uh, really in critical condition, and... I'll need to help you, but in order to do that, you'll need to get me an iTunes gift card down at the Walmart and bring that back and read the 16 numbers off the back of this card, and then I will help you with your account. Some oh. people, this you know, some people this rings a bell that hey, this is not legit. Some people are like, oh, okay, I will get an iTunes gift card. Why would you do that? Total scam, total scam, because <sighs> the people are not uh, informed as to the ways True. of All right, the, fair enough. the dark okay. side of the web. Yes, there, I know, I know. I, so, I just get, I just get excited. Yeah. So if you have a friend or family member who needs Facebook help, they're talking about making phone calls. Say no, don't Come do on. that. Let's not dance around it. If you have older people in your family and you know you're doing their support. Yeah. Don't get upset. Don't get annoyed because you're going to get there one day. Yeah. So just help them out. Just help them out. Whatever keep your they mouth, need. Keep your trap shut and yeah. help them out. Yeah. Point them to the help pages. Right. Answer questions that they may have that, that right. you probably know the answers to because it could be something really simple. That's right. Uh, but just remember, there is no Facebook telephone support line. Anyone who wants an iTunes gift card to help you is trying to rip you off. And the thing is, if you call one of these numbers, too, mm-hmm. they get your number, and so they can call you back and keep harassing you. Yes, so indeed. that's sort of the plan B right. of this particular con. And uh, Facebook is not the only company attracting these types oh, of I things. Oh, I could imagine, so to, yeah. um, You know, a lot of the free social media services, including Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter – do the online help thing in lieu of telephone support. So if you see numbers for those places listed, um, they're fake. It's bogus. Yeah. Occasionally, somebody will uh, salvage the office switchboard number, thinking this is support, and that's not going to get you anywhere anyway because yeah, exactly. it's you know Facebook corporate. Um, so if you, uh, but if the people you know who need help or you know somebody helps and you can't be there for them, just send them to. Maybe a personal, a legitimate personal training, right. like Angie's List, a computer trainer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or the absolutely. Apple Store, if it's a Mac thing, yep. or the Windows yep. Store. If they need help with their product, Thumbtack, I think, also has computer trainers around. Just get real people to yes. help you who yes. have bona fide credentials and are not trying to rip you off. That's right. Um, and, and then if you do see a lot of this fraud going around or, you know, someone who's been ripped off, the Federal Trade Commission does have a site to report these types of scams. Right, so, right. It, nothing may happen, but you may get a little bit of justification like, okay, I did my duty. I told somebody about this. And they might be taken down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and the same thing with the Dropbox scam that I mentioned earlier. Right. If you were getting this, uh, forward that message to abuse at dropbox.com and just let them know that, uh, mm-hmm. that you're seeing volume on this stuff. The companies take this stuff seriously. Yeah, because it's their reputation Absolutely. at stake here. So, uh, Absolutely. And they're and innocent bystanders in this, too. They're just, their names are just being used. And you know what? We haven't said this in a while, but we've said it for years, maybe decades now. you got to practice safe computing. Yes. Period. Just just do it. Yeah. Yeah. If anything looks suspicious, it's suspicious. It's suspicious. Yeah. yeah. So that has been a hopefully helpful hint. Uh, just Very helpful. Keep your eyes open, folks. That's it. Um, and that brings us to the end of the show here. It does? Already? It does, yeah. We, we've been wow. going on for quite a while. Wow. We've been gassing on. You were going to say gassing yes, on. Yes. And, and we've been keeping people from finishing their back-to-school shopping. That's and maybe true. they want to go do some more now after hearing your hardware. Back to, I really like that doc. I like yeah. that OWC doc. I'm, I'm yes. just throwing it out there. Yes. Uh, but we must thank the bros. Yes, we do. The bros. Built by bros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, 
they'll probably build it. Yes, they're very good at that. Yes, they are. And uh, we must thank our listeners here. Yes, uh, we hope you guys had a uh, excellent two weeks while we were off uh, gallivanting around. Yes, uh, the country and doing things yes. and beaching and eating fried food. There you go. Um, but we are back now, and uh, September is rolling on. Uh, the fall movies are coming out. New York Comic Con's coming up. Comic Con, uh, right? Yes, uh, a, a very action-packed back half of the year. Nice. So, until next week, when we are back with more. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. All right. I need some curds. 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 Yeah, and I need some docks instead of dongles here, too. (laughs) Docks over dongles. How you doing out there? You ever seen to have one of those days where it just seems like everybody's getting on your case from your teacher all the way down to your best girlfriend? Well, you know, I used to have them just about all the time. But I found a way to get out of it. Let me tell you about it.